so much for, for welcoming our family. We've been here about two months now, and we've experienced nothing but just awesomeness from you guys. You guys are great at, at being very friendly and open and loving and caring, and so we want to thank you uh, for that. And um, another thing is, I want to try to convey, if, if I could give you a framework of the next few moments we have together, it would be this, that often we're really good at, at being friendly and we're oftentimes, especially here at church, intentional being friendly, I want to challenge you on the concept of love. So there might be parts where you're thinking, well, we do that great. We, we, you know, we're, we're good at being friendly. We're good at, at loving people. We're good at that. What I'm going to challenge you to think about as we go through a little bit of scripture today is really channel, think about, put your mind, set your mind on what we're talking about today is love, Okay. And I'm going to do my best to stay on target. So we're going to be in Philippians 2, 1 through 11. So if you want to open up your Bible, uh, open up the app, uh, that's where we're going to be today. So Philippians 2, 1 through 11, uh, the NLT is what I'll be speaking from. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together? In the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest, take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore... God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm, I love this scripture. This is what we're going to stay in today uh, for just the few moments we have together. Here is Paul And he's addressing the Philippians. He's the author here. He's addressing the Philippians. And and I love right in the beginning the rhetorical questions he has for them. You see, it's it's like he's tempering steel. He was, in essence, delivering a word of encouragement to the Philippians. And this is during a time with the Philippians where there was a lot of competing voices They were vying for the people's attention. And Paul shares how we are to emulate the very nature of God. In fact, I would venture to say that perhaps these these words that Paul shares with the Philippians is one of the best descriptions of God's nature on display for us. So let's dive in. I want to start with the first question. Paul says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? I say yes. Of course, we can easily say that. Christ was victorious from death. 
He is alive, sitting at the right hand of the Father. I would say that's pretty victorious. We now can live a life of hope by grace through Christ. There is much that the world should be encouraged about. For the Philippians, salvation had, had arrived. They should be celebrating. For us today, that celebration is here because we are one with Christ. Paul goes on and he says, Is there any comfort from his love? Jesus chose to die on our behalf. I think all too often we forget about that. That Jesus chose. I think sometimes we forget that he was sitting at the right hand of the Father. I think sometimes we forget that Jesus is God, right? And he made a choice to rescue someone, somebody that needed rescued. He said, I'm going to step in. I'm going to help. He comforts us. Paul goes on and, and he says, any fellowship together in the spirit? In question form. When we accept the good news of Christ, of course, we accept him. And when we do, the spirit comes in. And he reigns inside of us. He fills us. And so for, with that relationship, what we need to remember is that when we accept Christ, the Bible talks about how we'll be a new creation. You see, there was a void inside of us at one time. And the Spirit comes in and fills that void. He fills, he guides, and he moves us to do and to experience the things God intended us to do from the beginning. Life abundant should be evident, as John 10.10 10 states at the very end. Jesus is talking about life abundance. Paul goes on and he asks one more question. He says, are your hearts tender and compassionate? The Lord's very nature, once again, is on display. These beautiful written words from our creator. Are our hearts softened as to move with the spirit to see our almighty God do something amazing through us. What we should recognize with these questions is that these are gifts from God. Right? I mean, he encourages us. He loves us. He gives us the spirit to be with us. He's compassionate and he's asking us to do likewise. Those are gifts and they're amazing. And so, I would like some participation. This is family fifth, so I'm going to ask for, for some participation. Kids, lead your parents in this moment, because we've talked about often about being thankful, right? So would you guys participate with me for just one moment here? God is so worthy of our praise. He is so amazing and awesome. And would you just participate and thank him? I mean, these are amazing gifts. We have a God that encourages us, that loves us, that wants to have relationship with us. So let's participate for just a moment. Let's thank him. Let's thank him right now. Just, just lift your voice to him. Father, we just thank you that you are an amazing God, that you desire relationship with your creation. Lord, thank you for your amazing gifts that you lavishly pour out upon us. We thank you for the work that Jesus did for us on the cross. We are so thankful that he chose to die for us. We are so thankful that we can have fellowship 
with the Holy Spirit. We are so thankful for you instilling a confidence in us about you. Soften our hearts this morning as your word comes forth, God. We thank you that we get to be in your house, that we get to be together, that we get to have fellowship with one another. Father, thank you that you gave us your word, God, so that we can learn more about you. Father, let us be so thankful. These gifts, if accepted, these gifts also come with with a sobering reminder that there was a price that was paid, that Jesus paid a price. He chose to, but he paid a price. And the reality is that now we are heirs, right? We're heirs, but there's also an opportunity we have to share that good news with others. And this is nothing new. Most of you know that. But here's what I want to challenge you to think about. How can we, when we're sharing that good news, do it with an attitude like Christ? And so Paul goes on after he has his rhetorical questions. He then states how we can do that. And we pick up in verse, verses 3 and 4. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. I can easily say, okay, no problem, got it. I can do that, right? Um, But in my life, I've noticed I can find many occasions where I have utterly failed to love someone. Where I have missed the mark, or as today, missed the target. Have you ever wanted so badly to do something that you were willing to do whatever it took to get it? Has there ever been a dream or a passion or a concern that you had, and it didn't matter what it took to get there? How often in your life, and this is just, think about this for a minute, has there ever been an, a, a situation where you were lured by prestige, right? Or, or wealth, or power, or position. You were trying to get out there, get established. And our young people, it's get out there, make a name for myself. Like, who am I? What am I going to be in life? And, and you allowed that to squelch any spark that was started by the Spirit. Or you allowed it to dictate or drive, be the driving force in your life versus allowing God to be that driving force in your life. Here's the challenge. If we are going to love people well, we must appeal to the Holy Spirit for strength and guidance. I've realized those moments that I've missed the mark was because I was reliant on self. The times that I missed the mark, I wasn't tapping in to the source that has everything. You see, God created us, right? And we have the Holy Spirit residing in us. The Holy Spirit knows exactly how to love. How many of you, by a show of hands, would say that at, time you, at one time or another, you've been comforted by the Holy Spirit? Yeah. He knows how to love. And I realized in those moments when I missed the mark, when I missed the target, it was because I was reliant on self. Perhaps that resonates with you this morning. 
I want to stress as I'm reading these verses and we're thinking about this, I want to challenge you to not think about these verses as grade school learning or this is too simple. Yes, I'm a kid's pastor, and yes, I'm, I'm going to share the word with you, and, and we may not go very deep this morning, but don't allow the enemy to come into your mind in this moment and say, there's nothing that's going to challenge me this morning. I hope that you hear something that challenges you, that rises your spirit up and says, yes, I want to grab onto this, and I want to think through processes of how to get where God wants me to be. Um. If I'm not careful, I can easily rely on my own strength and forego something that God wants me to learn or wants me to do or wants me to do in such a way that blesses someone else. You know, you never know in life what God is going to do, right? You never know. He doesn't like lay out for you exactly what's going to happen in life, although we wish that were the case. He kind of says, you might have something happen in your life that uh, I want you to focus on, right? Right, kids? Something that he might have you focus on. And so I thought, man, it would be great if we had something we could focus on, a target. We need to stay on target, right? Um, If... We as people, sometimes when God's doing his thing, if we're not listening, we can complicate the scenario. Sometimes if we're not listening to the Holy Spirit, we can get in the way. I want to suggest a thought to you. What would happen if a unified congregation forsook our our self-confidence when it comes to loving others and entrusted that part of our life to whatever the Spirit led us to do whenever He wanted to, whatever He wanted to do, where He wanted to do it, what the situation might be, what might happen if we relinquished us and allowed the Holy Spirit to do His thing. What I mean is, what if, what if we started asking God to reveal to us the ways to love others and become intentional in practicing that love. Now don't hear me wrong. Many of you might be saying, well, I, I do that, Pastor Jerry. My question is, how intentional are we in it? What if we did very intentional acts of love for people? What if we came to church expecting God to do something amazing as we intentionally show people love how they need it and not how we want to give it. You see, I'm guilty of that at times. I just want to give love how I want to give love. And I'm betting that if we followed the nudges of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be times where he's going to want us to love people and it's not going to be comfortable. Pastor, would you come on up? What if this means that we have to get past rushing out when church is over? Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. What if this means that we need to listen to others and just hear them out? What if this means that we need to pray often? 
What if this means that we need to provide tangible needs at times? What if this means that we need to fix something broken? What if this means that we need to have fellowship with somebody, eat food with one another, break bread in the house? What if, uh, what if we need to hug a crying soul? What if this means that we just need to simply show that we care? Once again, all too often, it's easy for us to just show love how we've learned it, to show love how we want to show love, to show love how it's been expressed to us. I'm challenging you this morning to think about what if we were intentional in seeing what was happening around us, focusing in on the needs of the people around us, and then ask God, God, what would you have me do? Right? Now, Pastor, how long have you uh, been hunting? Um, long time. Long time. Long yeah. time. Any hunters out here? Any? Any? Oh, yeah. Look at all those over there. Quite a few over here. Wow, the whole row. Okay. I know. Over yeah. here? Any hunters? Any, yeah, okay, we got some yeah. hands going up. So, uh, are, are you really good with this bow? Practice um, dub? Yeah. Practice dub? Okay. Yeah. So, would you be willing to show us? Because um, how many of you are not hunters in the room? Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like right in between. I told Pastor I've never, I've never shot a bow, but um, I've, I've definitely hunt with a gun. But um, so, would you mind showing us how this happens? Like, go ahead and 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 get ready and get set and and. Uh, Toward the target, right? Shoot at this target. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't point this direction. But if you wouldn't mind. Uh, shooting at that so target. So, like, right here. Well, I, I think that's probably too close, don't you think? Yeah, let's maybe come, come back here. Maybe back okay. here. See if you can do that. And, and let, let me get... I'm not the target. I'm running. I'm not the target. I don't have a tail. All right. I need, I need an orange vest on. We got a hunter right here. All right. Are, are you All good? Right, you oh, ready? I'm probably in people's way. Here. You ready? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I would go somewhere else. Okay. All right, how do you do? How do you do? do I don't know. I can't see it. Wow. Wow. Isn't it great how our pastor's so humble? I don't know if I do very good. He told me this week, I don't know if I'll hit that target. I'm like, I hope you do. (laughs) So that's pretty good. Not bad. Uh, Did did that feel okay? Yeah. Normal? Yeah. No no problem? Right. Well, what, what if we took it further? Okay. Okay. What? Like right here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Is that too far? <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe like the third row. Third row. Uh, this is fine. Let's just do this. Is that good? I don't want to be very close to okay, people. Okay. Okay. So. All right. I don't want to shake. I don't want to shake your confidence. So, are you good there? I'm good. All right. Now that's that's quite a bit further. You guys think you'll still hit the target? Yeah. All right. Somewhere. Somewhere. Could hit a drum, I guess. Right? Yeah. You guys ready? We're ready. Wow. Okay. Wow. Did you guys see how fast that was? I can't even see it. You can't even see it? Well, not from the same. <clears throat> Is that a sign? Okay, that's pretty good. You hit the, you're, okay. you're almost still in that green, <laughs> I guess. Not bad. Okay, yeah, I just pointed that out. So. Okay. But you did good. That, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. You hit the target. Um, so... Was that easy? Yeah. I mean, 
You seem, Those of you who do it, I mean, you would know that's, that's that, kind of easy. You seem pretty yeah. confident. Well, yeah. Okay. That's so, pretty close. So I mean. what if we... Uh, what if we... What, Back here? And, uh, right over all these people? I, I, know, I know we've only been in relationship a couple of months. Right. Do you trust me? Yes. Okay. Um, what if we go to the back? How about I blindfold you at the back and I'll guide your hand? Let, yeah. let me guide your hand. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would be comfortable with that. No. No, no offense, my brother, but. Um, okay. All right. So. No, so, I wouldn't be good with that. So you're saying no on that? Yeah. All right. Well, you did good here and there. Yes. But. Because I know that. I mean, I'm confident in this. Okay. But even shooting over all these people, I, I wouldn't really feel confident oh, in that even. Right, right. I didn't, yeah, okay. I wouldn't All want right. To. All right. Can you guys give okay. Pastor a hand? <laughs> Th- thank you, Pastor. Um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't want to risk anybody's safety going back there. I was, I was halfway joking. <laughs> ha- halfway. <laughs> Uh, I was curious to see if he could hit it, hit the target. Uh, how many were curious to see if he could hit the target from back there? <laughs> David Norse like, no, I like my head. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. My hope is that you had fun with that one. Two, did you notice how Pastor was really confident in these few areas, but as soon as we, I was challenging him, his countenance changed, like, all the way back there. People, no. Do you notice how it changed a little bit? Like, up here, he was like, yeah, no problem. Ready? Okay, here we go. Oh, again? Okay, here we go. No problem, right? He was operating inside of his comfort zone, what he knows. He was operating in a place that he was used to. He was operating in a place that he had practiced, Right? And it was comfortable to him. As soon as, he, as soon as I suggested outside of his comfort zone, it was like, no way, no how, not going to do it. My challenge in this question is to ask, I'm going to ask you this question. When it comes to the Holy Spirit... How often do we only operate with the Spirit inside of our comfort zone? When do we ever step outside of that comfort zone and just trust that He's going to take care of us? It's easy when we're in a difficult situation to cry out and say, God, will you come in and comfort me? Will you help me? Does He do that? Yes. Every time? Yes. So why wouldn't he be with us in the time where we're trying to do what he's called us to do? So if we could parallel this in our lives to how we love people, what if we were willing at times to step outside of our comfort zone and just trust that God has not only our best interest at heart, but those around us. What would happen if we were looking at the target the way God looked at the target? How 
Have you ever had a moment where God has asked you to step out of your comfort zone and love someone and you said no because your understanding was based on your ability or experience? Guilty, guilty. Have you ever considered this life practice for the real game? The life that we're living right now. Have you considered it as practice for the real game? The real game being, there was going to come a day, right, where we are before God. Where, where there, his presence is with us physically, spiritually, every way possible. Have you ever considered that what we're doing right now is practice for what we're going to be soon? That like how we love others just might be the cap for how we can love God. Like what if the way we choose to love people here, if it was extravagant, <laughs> right? Hmm. How many of you want to praise God extravagantly? Then we need to love what he loves. We can't worship him extravagantly if we're not taking care of what he's entrusted us with now. We can't continue to pass by human beings that are hurting and not do something about it. Because the world isn't going to do something about it. Broken people aren't going to fix broken people. Fixed people are going to help broken people. We're all broken. God has done amazing works in each and every one of us. When I was growing up, I was in an abusive home. No longer that way now. But my dad was an alcoholic. And I suffered a lot as a kid. I was broken. I was angry as a teenager. I was mad at my dad that was supposed to protect me. I was mad at my mom. I was mad at everybody. And it wasn't until I got invited to church and I got to experience the love of God in my life that I said, this is something amazing. He came in and he restored and he fixed me. Our God has limitless ability and resource. Sometimes the only thing holding back his lavish and audacious love is us. I know this is hard, but it's real. Does that mean that you guys don't know how to love and, and, and be friendly? Absolutely. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the warm invite or, or hanging out here at church and being a family. I'm talking about outside of these four walls. How are we loving? What's our temperature at? How are we expressing love to other people? Are we intentional in that? Are we willing to step outside of our comfort zone? I'm going to invite the uh, musicians to come up. I told you it was going to be short, and here we go. I'm going to end. I want to end on Philippians 2, 5 through 8. 
you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Sign me up for that one, right? Oh my goodness, I am so thankful, and I know you are too, that Jesus paid the price for us, right? That, that God loves us so much that he gave us this manual by which to live. That we have the opportunity to not allow it to collect dust, but to open it up and find out how amazing our God is. That he walks us through truths, that can change people's lives if we believe it. I see so many different sayings that that we pour into our young people if you're going to be a world changer. But I've wondered what would happen in those young people's lives if the people that were saying those words truly believed it. Like if we were leaders that said, you're going to be world changers and we mean it because we believe that the truths that are in this book aren't just words on a page, but it's the breath from a living God that wants a relationship with us, right? And he's simply saying, I've shown you how to love people. There is a broken and hurt world out there. And he's saying, are you listening? Are you reading? Are you living what I've laid before you? And so I want to challenge you in these next couple of minutes as the musicians play. I want you to ask this question to God. I want you to get your heart with God right now. Say, God, how can I be intentional in following the Holy Spirit to love someone who needs love how they need it, not how I want to do it? Holy Spirit, I'm going to give my life freely open to you to do what only you can do. I'm going to trust you. I want to challenge each and every person in here to really get your mind and heart wrapped around that. We're going to open these altars. And I really want us to really think about that. Because think about the power that can come if we as a unified body come together in such a way that not only are we loving the people in here excellently, like you guys do, but we're also loving people in this community excellently. So they're going to sing. I want you to just allow that to, work, to, to minister to you as you get alone with God in these next few moments. Kids, lead the way. Bow your heads, close your eyes, and just talk to Him as they sing.
I pray that you are available. You're asking God to move in your life this week, that you would be challenged to think about how you're intentionally loving people in this community. What that means is that we're doing it. Think about how our lives would be right now if Jesus had every intention to save us, but did not come down to this earth to save us. Our lives, our stories would be completely different right now. So the challenge is, how can I love people intentionally according to what the Holy Spirit would have me do so that they can truly be changed and have a relationship with the same amazing God that I have? If you're in this place and you do not have a relationship with this beautiful, amazing Savior that chose to give his life for us, that paid the price for us, that died and three days later rose again and he's alive and well, if you don't know that Jesus that made a choice to come to this earth to die for you, I want to encourage you. I'll be here. Pastor will be here. If you want to be led in in a prayer that will guide you and begin you on that path, we want to talk with you afterwards. For the rest of you, I want to pray over you and then we'll be dismissed. Father, we just thank you God, for the opportunity we have to be a light, a beacon for someone else in this world. God, that we have a responsibility to share the good news of what you have done, how you've lavishly poured your love out for us. Father, I pray over this congregation, God, that we would leave here with the thought of what could we do to continue to love people in this community. Lord, let our love be seen. Let our love be real. Let our love be infectious. God, move in and through the people here at Crown Point Church. God, I thank you for this body of believers that are strong and alive and well. Lord, I pray that as we continue to rebound from this whole COVID thing, God, that the community we begin to realize that you are still on the throne and that you are doing great and mighty things and that this has not conquered you, but that you have conquered it. God, move in your people as we leave this place. Let it not stay in these four walls, but let it go outside into this community and let us be real in the lives of other people. Let us change their lives and let us draw them closer to you. In your name, Father, we thank you and we praise you, Jesus. Amen. You are dismissed.